Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very, very special bonus episode of the Attractions Podcast. Uh, Normally, we are here to tell you all about the news and updates in the theme park world, as well as what's going on in our own lives. But this week, we have a very special guest to talk with. I, of course, am Seth. I'm Carly. And this week, our guest is Carlos Alberto Navarro. Carlos's 22-year entertainment career spans the medium spec- media spectrum from radio, television, and film to commercials, video games, and stand-up comedy. Uh, his rise in acting is reflected in his roles on some of entertainment's biggest cultural phenomenon, including Bloodline, Walking Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2, Madden NFL, The Outsider, Identity Thief, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and uh, what we're especially excited to talk with him about today, Marvel's Hawkeye miniseries on Disney+, Plus, where he played the villainous role of Enrique in the tracksuit mafia. Carlos is one of the only a few Latino actors to cross both the Walking Dead and Marvel comic book movie franchises. Um, but he's also got a long history here in Orlando on the number one rated Orlando talk show, Monsters in the Morning on iHeartRadio. Uh, and he is also active on Instagram. You can find him everywhere. Uh, and it is a pleasure to get to talk to him about his career uh, and his love of theme parks. Please, everyone, welcome Carlos Navarro. Hello. Yay. What a wonderful intro. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. Yes. Hello, your, Carlos. Your management wrote that oh. intro very, very well. You know, <laughs> I, I only stumbled people. on a few words. <laughs> it's all good. Shout out to Jen. She's a great writer. It makes me sound fantastic. Well, uh, you have had a fantastic career. And and I got to say, uh, I personally have been following you for a long time. Um, I, I moved here in 1996, and I grew up... Uh, in New Jersey, listening to Howard Stern in the mornings. Nice. So when I moved down here, I had to find the Howard Stern radio station, which led me to 1041. And they had back then folks like Ed Till and Drew Garabo. Uh, but in the middle of the day, there was this weird show, the Russ and Bo <laughs> show, which later became Monsters of the Morning and then later Monster of the Midday. And they had an intern <laughs> wow. uh, with, with a uh, with a name that's probably not considered politically correct today <laughs> um and you did all sorts of crazy stunts you guys have gotten all sorts of wacky fights on the air that i could never tell if it, you guys genuinely hated each other sometimes or if it was all a bit tell me about getting into your entertainment career uh gosh this has got to be going back to late 90s early 2000s uh in radio how did you how did you get into this whole crazy business well, first off, Seth, thanks, man, for the so long supporting and hearing me. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was 98. I, I, I still have a, a DVD box set of like four DVDs, the concerts. I had I had Bubba's CDs, I, all that stuff. Yep. Dude, you lived in a, you know, Carly, you're obviously much younger than us. And you didn't live in that. <laughs> doesn't 90s, have the gray hair. <laughs> you know, the, the wild and the crazy wild 90s west of the 90s. Of Orlando radio. Hey, and I'm I was older so... than I look. I remember. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. Well, you, you got good skincare because I can't tell. Uh, you got, uh, and Seth, man, thank you 
for that reminder of, of where it all started uh, as a young intern, 18 years old, never really knowing radio, stumbling into something. And then with this amazing crew that I've been able to be a part of for over like 20 years now, it's insane. And, um, and I'm so grateful for it because of people like you, Seth, and, and, and that have become not only supporters, friends that have helped me really on this journey of entertainment, which as you know, is very difficult. And you got people that like you, Seth, who will look at me and be like, man, I remember when you were 18 years old, I'm 42 now. And I don't know of many people who have a, a career that long that, that, that I just really value it. And it, it set me up for everything I'm doing now, you know? Well, I think one of the coolest things about radio and the opportunity is it's so hard to get in entertainment wise, but those morning show groups will really take a chance on a young person. And there's, they're still doing it today. And there's really nothing like that right now. If you're just kind of like a youngster wanting to get involved. Carly, that is an amazing point that I've never heard anybody really say before. Um, you're so right. Those opportunities were given to those people and they're, I, they're not there anymore. There's no interns. Um, you know, I think that's all moved in maybe more social media kind of create your own kind of world maybe, but you're right. Like a, in the sense of like a professional atmosphere where you're learning the industry, you're learning from broadcasters. You're, you know, I started in production actually shout out to Dave green, still the head of production at uh, iHeart, And he gave a shout on this young kid who said, I'll mop the floors. I literally wrote, I'll mop the floors. Like that, like a little, like I was a little like, it's a hard knock life for us, you know, and, um, and, and thankfully that kind of stuck with them. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's where I started and I love it every day I get to go and entertain and, and be silly. And, and those people who have followed me from them are the same ones that are like, dude, I moved to Virginia and I moved to over here, but I'm still, I saw you on Hawkeye and I saw you on Walking Dead and and I screamed at the TV. You can't imagine how many people just come up to me in a Winn-Dixie as I'm trying to buy some beef and uh, have said, Carlos, man, when I saw you on Bloodline, when I saw you, like it warms my heart and I genuinely feel it's the reason I've been as fortunate and successful as I have been in this very difficult industry. Well, you know, your your uh, acting career has been blowing up in in recent years, uh, but you you still I know there was a time where you left the monsters, but you came back and you're still there. It, was it five hours every morning? Uh, what what is it like to do? That's like that's like the theme, the, the entertainment equivalent of like, uh, you know, a hard labor, you know, morning shift job. You're right. Uh, what keeps you going? Uh you know, getting up, getting to the studio every morning. Man, love this question because uh, I kind of was built for this, Seth. I was kind of, you can see my energy, right? In five hours. I don't know if I was kind of created in the midst of this five-hour show or if I was built for it, but I love it. Like, you know, I couldn't imagine doing a three-hour show. Russ and I will look at each other. And first off, Real Radio 104.1. Let you tune in Monday through Friday. Rust, Ryan, Angel, Angelique, Savannah, your boy Los. We talk about everything. We talk about theme parks a lot, actually. But we are just kind of all built the same in that sense of like entertainment wise, like similar to a theme park ride, right? You're going to group together those who work together on this show the best. You're going to group together the, on these dark rides where people are going to work together logistically and entertainment wise. 
there are people that come on the show and, and, and work really well together. And we've always worked really, really well together. Um, so I'm just grateful for the have five hours to perform. And that's the way I see it. It's a show. And you'll hear me say some crazy stuff in different voices. And there's really nothing else kind of like it for five hours. And I'm going to do it until they tell me I can't come in anymore. How about that? <laughs> Well, I, I don't think they're uh, hopefully they won't uh, kick you out anytime. No, I don't think so. They like uh, me. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, you mentioned how people who, who know you from from back in the day on radio uh, get excited over uh, seeing you on TV. I'm, I'm one of those people. Uh, I can remember. I think it was something at the Shakespeare Center. It might have been a fringe show uh, oh really God. early on going back at least 20 years. Uh, Dude, that was my first show I ever did, Seth, at the at the Shakespeare show. I was it something believe. with cards? Was it was something with yes. cards? Yep. Seth, you're warming my there. heart right now, brother. <laughs> uh, like, that was a... Do you know... Remember, it was... it was uh, the, the, the play was called... Um, it was a really interesting, Carly. You'd like this. It was 52 cards. Yes. And they would yes. flip them and shuffle them. And whatever card pulled up was the scene that we had to perform. It was a, oh, it was a play... Yeah. Um, bipolar. It wasn't even like a funny play, but like no, no, it was serious. It, but it was all chopped up. And yeah, it was, and shuffling to, straight. That's what it was called. Shuffling. And you straight. guys had to be able to jump and know exactly what scene you were on. Yeah, and that was that was like an actor's nightmare. <laughs> so, um, but, okay, it's fun, Seth. But you say that right? That's an actor's nightmare. That was my dream. I uh, live for stuff like that. You know, I'm not a Shakespearean actor. I'm mm. not going to nail every word. I'm not going to I'm not your guy when it comes to stillness. I'm, I literally just left an audition where it was took everything in my power to stay still. Like you see my energy and I know there's so many things I need to work on as an actor still 20 years in the game and I'm still taking the notes. I'm still trying to get better. I'm still learning. And so, you know, it's just stuff like stuff like that. When you mentioned something like that, said, thank you, man. Mm. That was when I'd never booked anything. I'd never booked mm -hmm. a TV show. It was a fringe festival thing, but I learned so much. A live audience, a director, different characters, all that stuff comes into play. And I think people forget they have to do that in order to succeed on a Marvel set. You got to be able to show up at the fringe festival and do your thing. Mm. If you don't have that, you're going to blow it here. Yeah. Pressure's way more here. Cameras are on you here. You got Kevin Feige looking at you over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And over here, this is where you get your your Chops. your learning and yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and then, um, you know, I can remember uh, seeing you pop up on an episode of Prison Break. Yes. Um, and then you did a a film with a bunch of friends of mine, like Russ Blackwell and and Avis Marie Barnes, uh, called Casadega, horror movie. Oh uh, my they, God. Uh, Seth, yeah. you didn't need the profile, bro. You were like telling me <laughs> the acting life story, I, and so, it's like, so how did you, uh, how did you get those initial jobs in film and television? Did you go to like cattle call auditions? Did you have a, an agent who, uh, who who believed in you before you had done it, anything? How'd you get that foot in the door for? Yes, on all that. But dude, you are bringing up my first real film, well, other than Identity Thief. But how did I get it? Um, it's as as classic of a kind of chronological way an actor could. It, I started by wanting to direct and wanted to, and then I got an acting class, and then the acting teacher was like, "No, you need to do this for a living." I was very aloof with it. I was very mm. like, "Oh, this is fun. I got my radio show," but I wasn't. I knew I had to wanted to do something, but I, I was like, acting sounds cool. And then around 23, I was like, she goes, no, she like, and God rest her soul. 
She was like, no, Carlos, you have to do this. It was my acting teacher who changed my life. So I was like, mm. I should probably do this. And um, and so, man, I started off extra in a Monday night football commercial, a student, an extra in a student film for FSU driving to Tallahassee. I haven't thought about this stuff in a while. I did anything and everything because I thought to myself, well, there's a quote I like to say, um, passion is patience and patience is passion. And anything you have a lot of patience for, you tend to have a lot of passion for. And I found myself being at these shoots where people would be wanting to, you know, go crazy. Just like, ooh, I'm on set. Ooh, look at the camera. Ooh, look at this. And I could have stayed there forever. And it was a and it was a small shoot. And then you fast forward to a Walking Dead or you fast forward to an identity thief. And it's all the same feeling. It's all the same feeling. Bigger budgets, bigger sets, bigger stars. But if you don't have that love in the beginning of whatever it is that you want to do, it doesn't have to be acting. It could be whatever. You'll have that same joy later on. So I was just like, oh, anytime I got something, Seth, it was a win. A lot of people thought, oh, if I didn't book a this and by this time it's a loss. I was always like, oh, I get to be an extra in this win. Oh, I got my first commercial taste win. I got so I would always get these little things like little kind of latches up and it worked. No, I love that because today we're like an instant gratification society and no one appreciates every little notch is something that gets you to where you need to go. I love that. Yeah, Carly, the, I, 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 I'm glad you pointed that out because people think, oh, I want to be this. I want to be this. And you have to be careful about focusing on what you want to become. You have to focus on what you need to get there. People think you become something. No, it's all of the journey that you will go. You'll look in your life, the job, the people that you met along the way. They all craft this story and it doesn't come easy. You have to focus on it. And um, and I think that's, uh, you know, what a lot of people can kind of focus on, you know. Hmm. Um, I promise that we are going to talk about theme parks with you. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, I gotta just touch on uh, a couple roles and they actually, it does tie into theme parks eventually. Okay. Um, cause 2016 was a huge year for you. Uh, you were on the walking dead in a major recurring role. Uh, and of course, walking dead has some serious theme park ties, uh, here, here in Orlando. Oh, yeah. And you also did an episode of unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, um, where you, you played a guy who was decapitated and, and had your <laughs> neck replaced with a pig neck um <laughs> and uh <laughs> and, and it and it involved it happened took place at universal so it involved rip ride rocket and um uh so i'm just uh i'm wondering if you have any memories either of learning a horseback ride uh for walking dead or of uh of filming inside universal uh for kimmy schmidt because th those would both be uh as a theme park fan and uh, those would both be kind of dream gigs. Seth and Carly, let me tell you something, okay? Let me tell you something. <laughs> As a young little boy growing up in Orlando, Florida, my summers were spent collecting two-day passes for Universal Studios, you know, so I could go the next day for free. My summers were spent wanting to go to Magic Kingdom, going to the, I'm a theme park junkie. As a boy, I didn't even know I wanted to act. I got on Get the Picture. Remember Nickelodeon Studios? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. And I got on Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, my first taste of entertainment. <laughs> and I loved it. And I loved it. We were backstage. We were eating pizza. We were in candy. I thought to myself, I didn't know at the time, oh, man, I would love to do something. But I, I just, what if I could work on this 
this studio like Steven Spielberg. I'm a Steven Spielberg nut. And he remember, you know, Universal Studios. He just set up an office there. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you guys that I've been fortunate enough to to shoot for Disney in their parks, to be in Kimmy Schmidt as this crazy character at Universal Studios with Tina Fey and Lisa Kudrow, all everybody watching and listening right now. As much as you love theme parks, I did too. And to be amongst these amazing people, it was a dream, a little Orlando boy dream come true. <laughs> so um, it couldn't have been any more special. I soaked it all in. Tina Fey loves theme parks. Let me tell you, when we did Kimmy Schmidt. She was like, so cool. I didn't know she was going to be there. But then I realized she loves theme parks. She wanted to do everything in Orlando so <laughs> she could come to the theme parks. But there was no tax incentive. So we talked and she's like, Carlos, what ride should I go on? I'm like, oh, you got to do this one. This was like when one of the first one of the newer rides came out and she would go away and go on it. And so the attractions, man, all the theme parks and then to be an actor, it's just like ah, it's it's cake with extra good icing. Oh, I got to go back to Nick Studios because that is like some of my favorite memories, like going to tapings there. I'm friends with Kirk Fogg. He's an awesome guy. Nice. Uh, So tell me, did you ever work production side once you got available? You know, I did not work production side. I totally would have. I, in fact, like I said, I kind of get into it for directing first, but. And, that, and I did TV production for four years in, in high school and I was going to go and I actually went to Valencia Film School, but then I got the job at the radio station. So production has always been, uh, especially now in this social media world, YouTube world, you know, everything we're doing now, production, it, it, that's what I tell actors. They say, hey, what should I be to be an actor? I said, learn every software you can. What? Yeah, you're going to have to shoot your auditions. You're going to have to message your agents. You're going to have to be able to Photoshop your pictures. And you're going to have to know social media. Acting is the most fun, easy part of it. And if you get to do it, you're lucky. So um, production has always benefited me. Um, And it'll benefit most actors. It will absolutely hurt you if you have no appreciation for production, Carly, because you're going to be a little lost on set. And you're going to get bored because you're not appreciating how difficult it is to do what these geniuses are doing, you know? Mm. Right. So production, we have to talk about Marvel. Tell us everything. (laughs) (sighs) Well, uh, it was walking onto the biggest sets and the most massive, uh, well, obviously budget that I'd ever been a part of. And I've been on on some big shows, Walking Dead and, and, and a lot of stuff, but... The level that Marvel, and especially for those who follow it, know it was like the four, it was the first of the four TV shows, a big deal within the the whole universe, Haley and and Jeremy, and and it was as spectacular as I thought it was. It is a massive, gigantic production beast. They don't move on until it's right. Uh, for those who are wondering, TV shows are moved very quickly. Or the, and, and they used to be more so back in the day before the limited series kind of thing. So um, you would have to be moving. Hey, we got to get this done. Walking Dead was like that. You know, a lot of people can play, oh, Walking Dead. What about? They were shooting those episodes in 10-day periods and, and getting them out. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, that's insane. Aggressive. So, so Marvel's like, yo, we're going to shoot this. We're going to get it right. And there'd be days that we didn't shoot anything. Me and the bros would be sitting in our trailers, eating food, like, bah, 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 bah. And, uh, and then there'd be days we'd be shooting all day. And 
the reason everything comes out as good as it does is they know their audience and um, their production is top notch. The, the, the cast or the crew is literally the best in the world and um, just so accommodating too. Mm. Were you nervous? You seem very okay. confident. I was nervous? not nervous. I was not nervous. I've I've gotten to a point in my life where if they told me to do a bunch of math problems on a stage, I'd be nervous because that's not in my, uh, you know, uh, kind of wheelhouse. But I think you do get nervous if you if you have a feeling like, wow, how did I get here? I stumbled across this. A lot of people deal with this. Most people aren't fulfilled because they're like, I feel like I've gotten this in life, but do I deserve it? Imposter syndrome, this and that. And I've been very specific about what I wanted. I would literally write down, I want to be a bad guy in a comic book movie. Give me the opportunity. Like, this is years in the making, Carly. So when it came about in a very bizarre time, I was ready for it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't say that to be boastful. I say it with pride because I put in a lot of work. And so, so I was just ready for it. And I'm so glad that it connected with the audience like it did, you know? Mm. All right. Well, I think for a second, we're going to put aside uh, Carlos, the actor, and talk instead to Carlos, the theme park fan. Uh, and by the way, we've got uh, we've got some folks in the comments uh, who want us to say hi. Uh, Paris, uh, giving you a shout out. What up, bro? Uh, Carlos is the man. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, let's talk theme parks. Um, obviously, the big rivalry uh, for fans here. Uh, you're either a Disney fan or a Universal fan. You can be both. You can be both. But but honestly, most of us, our heart goes one way or the other. Uh, I hear a rumor that you were a Universal kid growing up and that you would just get dropped off there <laughs> and, and spend the day there like being oh, babysat no. by the theme park we were just talking uh, about chaperone policies <laughs> is, is that true and is that carried through to uh to adulthood seth i think you've been the closest to james lipton in my interviewing career like you literally <laughs> are hitting on some of these <laughs> that are super... okay we're a house divided in a sense but let me explain Ooh. further oh, okay. to you yes i grew up with a little tin when in uh, a little tin can and I had a little hole and I put a picture of Universal around it. And it was the pamphlet you get at the roadside stands, right? You know, and it was coming. Universal Studios was coming. It wasn't even here yet. And, I, and it was a jar like, hey, donate to Carlison's and Universal Fund. And so luckily, I was and those who are OG theme park people remember the preview pass at Universal. It was 89.90, whenever it opened up, maybe 90, uh, Seth mm -hmm. and Carly, mm -hmm. you would know better. And basically the only thing open was Murder, She Wrote. Uh, E.T. was the big one. E.T. was, oh, you've never seen anything like this. Guess what? Steven Spielberg right. intros it. And then they had um, they had uh, Jets or Hanna-Barbera. And I think mm -hmm. that was about it, right, guys? Yeah, just Very about. Tall, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, so, and, and Alfred Hitchcock and, and yes. Ghost, Ghostbusters came a little and Ghostbusters. while after. Yep. So I fell in love. I was like, oh, my God. I, I waited in the E.T. line for six hours. OK. <laughs> and I and for every second I waited, it was worth it. Um, to this day, I thought that Steven Spielberg was going to be in the ride as well. <laughs> like, I genuinely was, like, nervous that I might meet him. Um, so fast forward, you know, my... 10 11 12 13 14 15 
I'm there all the time. Now, I always love Disney, but Disney more expensive, you know, especially at the time. And Universal did this. You buy one ticket, you get another day free. Now, think about that now. Okay. You buy a ticket and they're like, come on back the next day. Same price. Don't worry about it. Kind of comical. Well, my mom, God, God rest her soul, was like, listen, we didn't have a babysitter. I'll drop you off there. She's like, listen, try and find some tickets and then you get the next day for free. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we walked around, me and my buddy, shout out to Jason Factor. I hope he's listening. Uh-huh. And we walked around to adults, like little kids, and be like, will you give us your tickets? We're leaving. We're from Iowa and we want to go. And they'd give us a ticket. So we stocked up all these tickets. <laughs> and for a summer, we went to Universal Studios every single day with five dollars my mom gave me like five dollars which you know like got you nothing um and it was um i loved it as you can see it still holds dear now i got married at disney oh really <laughs> tell <laughs> it okay tell us um, about where did mickey attend the ceremony guys a lot was of it, things at happened. the top of the castle where, where... <laughs> so my brother is an executive. My brother-in-law is an executive at Disney. My wife dreamed of being married uh, as a little kid. They are, I mean, when pass holders since it first came out, they, my, 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 uh, my, my wife's family, my family is so connected with Disney in so many ways. They've been obsessed with it. And I always loved it too. But just like, as you know, Disney a little more expensive. So when we merged 15, 17 <laughs> years ago, it was a beautiful site. And we got married at the wedding pavilion and then at the grand floridian uh was the uh was the uh, reception and it was glorious and we're year-round members annual pass holders um i have um i have to tell you i haven't ridden the new guardians ride i'm very upset about that oh um, no i'm okay. very upset about that i haven't ridden the new ratatouille i'm just kind of busting myself out right now because i feel guilty um but I kind of pride myself on pretty much trying to ride and do everything I can at the theme parks. Do you have a favorite restaurant? I would say, hmm, it's a good view, Carly. I'll ask you first if you give me a second to think. Hmm. Ooh, I mean, that's so hard. I like so many. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to be at Magic Kingdom, like Skipper Canteen, because I love. Mm, I like that's, that's a good one. That's, that's a good, good one. Um, I, I like, like a good Casey's it. dog. I'm a regular <laughs> Common Joe. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Simpsons World. I go over to, uh, you know, Moe's and uh, have a fake beer. Yeah. And uh, but I'm, I, I definitely we're, we're the after tours for sure. Now, when it comes to the annual pass where, you know, one ride, get some food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got back from the Disney cruise. Uh, well, we are definitely we're going to get to that. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but um we're lifers, man. We're like, uh, we're about that life. So, uh, so it, it, it works itself kind of cool when, when I get to be a part of like literally the, the stuff as well. All okay. right. So, so I've got a couple rumors that I have to ask you about. And then uh, Carly's got a couple, wants to know a couple favorites, get your hot takes on, on a few of right. favorites. Um, do you have a large collection of Simpsons merchandise? <sighs> I would say a large collection used to. Used to? Okay. Used to have an entire room filled with Simpsons merchandise. And it's a sad story, Seth. I don't want to talk about it too much. It kind of hurts the heart. It was a rough period. Don't mean Uh, to bring up uh, that. Yeah. As you can see, I'm trying to. to I'm trying to collect again. I'm trying to. You know, as collectors, we never stop collecting. We always always collect. 
Have you ever been a character? Yes. Ooh. Oh, what was that like? Where was that? <laughs> it was not at Bush Gardens. Okay. Now. Yeah. Okay. It was not at Universal Studios. Okay. Now I there is a ride. Now this is kind of cool attractions. During Howl Scream, I am one of the uh, characters in one of their haunted houses. I am Doctor Something, and oh. I die on the ride, and it's me there, and it's like we have to get out of here, and it's like an unearthing, and it's really cool. Um, and it was one of their main rides, and I think they still bring it back anyway. So then um, there's a place called like it's a independent theme, uh, independent haunted house. It's over oh. in off of Altima and uh shallow grave or something like that and um and yeah i they asked me to be and i always wanted to be a part of it but i never wanted to get like fully dressed up like all makeup and stuff and then i did it and i was way too hardcore and overzealous <laughs> i was screaming things i was it was it was way i get way too intense and i saw the video afterwards and i was like oh god cross they're just kids they're just kids <laughs> <laughs> You gotta pace yourself, man. You gotta pace yourself. You do that whole season, I, you'll kill yourself. I know it was one night. I only yeah, had one night. One night was, and you were yeah. done. <laughs> All right, Carly. Carly's got a few favorites that uh she she's got curious. She's curious yes. about. What oh, you got? I see in the chat someone wants to know how did you do on Legends of the Hidden Temple? Oh, yes, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is another sad story, Carly. Um, but um get the picture. Now let I'll, I'll, I'll first start with get the picture. Yeah. The auditions, if you as an Orlando guy, these auditions would come about, and you're like, This is my shot. I could get on Nick Jr. I could get on Nickelodeon Game Show. And I so I worked hard to get on Get the Picture. And um, and so I get on Get the Picture. I destroy first round. Boom. Getting every answer right. Boom. Second round, kind of choked. Started answering questions too quickly. And the other team caught up. I lost. Brokenhearted. Michael Malley even took my name tag. Made me cry. Now, <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. I felt like I was a game show contestant veteran at this point. You know, I'd already learned the ways and um, and there was a bunch of kids and you know how the teams worked out there. Right. And then you got this and I'm looking across the room and I'm trying to match myself up with maybe somebody that fits me. And I see this brunette girl who is very like she looks OK, she's she's good. And then I saw the other girl who was complaining and mad that she was there. She didn't want to be a part of it. And they link me up with this girl. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me. And they, for, you want to know the first thing she says to me, Carly? She yeah. walks up to me and she says, I have no upper body strength. And I'm like, oh my God. And so Legends of the Hidden Temple being a very physical show, our first event was a stroll across the pool. Season, bah, water, water, water. It was a mess. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, 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 well we're bringing up all sorts of memories barbara walters and and howard stern therapy session (laughs) (sighs) you didn't know you what you were getting into i I thought we were talking about the velociraptor ride (laughs) well so we do want to talk about attractions your favorites missed what is your current favorite right now maybe it is velocicoaster the harry potter roller coaster that one is absolutely amazing and i'll be honest i have not been on the velociraptor ride now this is my pitch to any any gold member universal disney card carrying member that gets people to the front of the ride i'll buy you (laughs) cotton candy i'll buy you a turkey leg i'll get you a drink i won't tell your boss 
Give me the front of the line. Is there, I can't there's wait no that express long. pass for that one. You got to no. uh, you got to find someone to give you one of those guest services. That's what uh, I'm saying. I want an exec. Cards. You know. Yeah. yeah, you need someone in a tie to help you out with that one. Uh, are there any extinct attractions or shows at Universal that you miss? Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. I'm I'm a Simpsons guy, so it's kind of you know odd, right. but. Can we remember that moment we went on that Back to the Future ride? Can we remember when when it was groundbreaking? When we you walked up and you're like, okay, what is this? Okay, I get it. It's I've been on Hanna Barbera. That's okay. I can look over. No, 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 no. What you're about to experience is Hanna Barbera on crack, and that's what it was. You got in this Back to the Future ride, and it was perfect. And yeah, did you throw? Did you did you have to get a back me afterwards? <laughs> yeah, a lot of old ladies threw out their backs in that, and some and some bigger men. But um, bring it back, bring at least a couple cards back. Right. Oh, that would be so nice. <laughs> so, uh, family favorite rides right now. What are you riding at Disney Universal with your fam? Mickey's uh, uh, Chinese Theater uh, ride. It's yeah. fantastic. So yep. good. Yeah. So good. I love the track. I love the trackless kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how they, uh, I have a two year old as well. So they've incorporated this v- different versions of Mickey where he's, you know, more teen Titans ish kind of uh, Mickey. And, and that, that's great. I, I, now I'll be honest. I dreamed as a kid of being, you know, at the helm of that Chinese theater uh, oh. track and, and being a cowboy and being in the gangster scene right. and, and fooling the audience. There was a part of me that was a bit remiss that went away. Uh, I auditioned one time for uh, Universal, did not even get a callback. Okay. <laughs> and, and never auditioned for Disney. I booked several Disney commercials, obviously Marvel stuff. Um, Universal, I booked uh, obviously like Kimmy Schmidt. A lot of commercials, a lot of commercials. Uh, my first ever shoot, Monday Night Football, was on the back lots of Universal. That was really oh. cool, too. Um, and, you know, even, like, for those who, like, are wondering, so I'm at Universal, and you'll see all the actors stay in their trailer, and I'm like, I'm walking around the park. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm going over here, I'm going over there, I'm buying a turkey. Like, I, I, I just enjoy it um, uh, because I know how special it is to be shooting at these places. The first... Uh, uh a Derek Jeter commercial I did I was at um was at Universal. It's so connected. I wish it was actually a bigger part of um of it all. Uh it's right. diminished over the years, the acting and kind of um shooting part of it. Mm. But um you know, maybe it'll come back. Tax incentive one day. Yeah, well the whole Hollywood East thing didn't quite uh work out. No. <laughs> that it that, that also ended with the 90s. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um do you have a uh, most anticipated attraction, something that's maybe under construction uh, that you're looking forward to to seeing? I think I got to go with Tron on that one. I mean, uh. everything about what they're doing every time I ride by, every time I look, I'm, you know, I'm peeping. Wow, look at that. You know, um, I hear the Guardians ride is absolutely amazing. I, and once again, I haven't been on that. I did go on the um, California one. So that was cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And but as far as anything new, like what are some of the oh oh you know what obviously all of Epic, like I'm like dying to see uh Epic and Super Mario Land and or Super Nintendo Land. Um I think that's a big deal, man. I think they have the opportunity to shift the landscape of attractions with this whole 
burgeoning of that side of of i drive and mm-hmm. and just a whole nother part people don't understand like that's a huge 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 deal uh landscape wise oh absolutely i feel yeah. everything's gonna change with Epic <laughs> universe i mean and just leveling the playing field between universal and disney anyway you know yeah yeah because isn't there the airport tracks gonna go straight to universal now uh, they're talking about extending the bright line and having it uh, meet up right in that area, having Ooh. a hub right there. So, yeah, the idea of being able to get from the airport to a theme park without a rental car would be that would be a game changer. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Carly, unless you have another uh, question left on that list, I think it might be time to take a little station break uh, for our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction. All right, as we promised at the very top of the show, uh, the main attraction is for our conversation with Carlos. He recently got to take a cruise with a Marvel Day at Sea on the Disney Cruise Line and got to meet his alter ego. (laughs) Tell us uh, what that entire experience was like. First of all, which Disney ship were you on? When was this? it was the dream uh, and uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it was just literally two weeks ago or yeah. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. It was about two weeks ago. My daughter's birthday, January uh, 19th. And wow. My wife and I were fortunate enough to go 15 years earlier for our honeymoon. See, I told you I was a Disney person. Okay. <laughs> we went on a Disney cruise for our you honeymoon. Hardcore. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's uh, I don't know if you know, but they're kind of expensive. So <laughs> it was like, we're going to go again next year. And th- next, you know what? Well, after we have. Uh, and so finally, uh, thankfully, we have a wonderful uh, uncle or, or my, my kids have a wonderful uncle who is also a Disney exec. And he's like, we're going on the cruise. So we are, now let's go. Let's do it. Now, the fact that it was a Marvel cruise was the cherry on the Sunday. My daughter diehard marvel uh fan wasn't before i booked hawkeye which is kind of the fun cool thing uh she was a stranger things girl she's 12 so um and then as i was shooting hawkeye and i brought her out to atlanta and we stayed out there and she's like do you think i'd like marvel that i'm like i do and um and so luckily she just is a a geek about it like we kind of all are and and so we heard about the marvel cruise even before i had actually booked and it's like or it was in the midst of that. And it's like, oh yeah, we'll do that. So we do the cruise. We're there. I'm not in a million years thinking that the tracksuit mafia is going to be a part of the Marvel cruise. I, I mean, I know they've, they're, they're, they're in California. Uh, mm-hmm. That was pretty cool for the Hawkeye premiere. They had the actual characters of the track are me and my crew uh, up there. But then on the second day I'm walking to the, and you know, if you ever been to a cruise, the pizza place is very popular because oh, yeah. this, Go there several times a day, even after you've had your 16th slice. You're like, I need one more. You never uh, have time for it. <laughs> so I walk down and I see these two guys in tracksuits. And I'm like, 
oh, that's cool. Like cosplayers, because it was a big Marvel night. And they walk up and they're doing and they I'm like, oh my gosh. And they're like, hey, bro, how you doing, bro? And I'm like, bro, I'm the bro. They're like, no, bro, you're the bro. I'm like, no, I'm the bro. <laughs> and um, they were so in character, of course. And I pulled out my phone. I'm like, no, I'm the bro. Cause I had to at that moment, right? Like, I'm like, I'm staring at them, and they're like, Oh, you're the bro. <laughs> Long story short, guys. Um, they have a Marvel show, an extravaganza on the ship. Uh, and I'm sure you guys have probably been on the ships and stuff like that. But um, the entire freaking thing was the tracksuit mafia fighting. <laughs> Kate Bishop fighting. It was uh, my daughter and I looking at each other like, I can't believe the director came over and talked to me. I took a picture with them. They were ecstatic. It, and here's the crazy thing. This is why life is a simulation, folks. That ship at that time was the first time the tracksuit mafia had made it onto that stage. Yeah. Wow. Wild. Oh my God. That was, I remember when they announced it last year, it was coming to the dream. And I was like, this is going to be amazing. Uh, so you said your daughter, 12 year old, loves it. That's some like teenage currency at school. Uh, like, uh, uh. like, you don't really get richer than that. Like, <laughs> hey, that's my dad. <laughs> You know, Carly, it's funny because I always, you know, like if you're an actor, at least this is how I felt. My, when my daughter was, when my daughters are young, one is a lot younger. I was always like, man, I hope I book something cool <laughs> so that my daughter's not like, yeah, he's in every law and order, but he's the smack, <laughs> the crackhead or whatever, you know. Um, and damn it, if I didn't book it at the perfect time, like. Marvel to tw like in fifth, sixth, seventh, like it is very funny. Now I'm very involved, Dad. I'm a softball coach. I'm we're very connected, and and my wife is also in entertainment. She has a YouTube channel. She's a designer, so she's been around this life and world. And but um, yeah, it took a, a, a whole when the teachers and the kids are wanting the Marvel pictures and autographs and stuff like that. I just said, hey. That teacher better give you an A, okay? If she, this, if she wants this one with Jeremy on it, okay? Did uh, did anyone uh, who was on the cruise with you, other than the, the you know the director, did uh, did anyone recognize you or did you yeah, dude, Seth? It is a very funny thing. Um, we do a YouTube show every day on a radio show, uh, so thousands of people watch us every day, and of course. Uh, people who follow just like you Seth would see me in a public and be like yo Los, whatever uh, but now I get to go around the nation and go to different conventions and because of the massive popularity of these shows and the characters that I've played and been associated with it's an uh, for me like it's it's a, it's everything because all you want as an actor is to be is for your work to be regarded it's for it doesn't you don't gotta be the best, but hey, for somebody to be like, yo, man, I saw you on that thing, that was pretty good. Or for somebody to come out to your show, uh, even shuffling straight and be like, dude, I remember that. That's what you want as an actor. You want to leave that mark. I think we all want to leave that mark with whatever we do, you know? And um, and I feel good about that. I feel like I've 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 put in the work. I'm 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 not close to being done. But the work that I've put out there is connected with people. So yeah, look, people wearing Trust a Bro shirts even before then, and and yeah. um, it's been surreal. It's wow. been an amazing, amazing, amazing ride. That's wow. fantastic. Um, I was uh, I was curious. Um, 
you know, you've done a lot of uh, voiceover work for video games. Uh, and one of the few exceptions that Marvel, usually Marvel, if they cast you in one role, that's the, your only role in the Marvel Universe. But they make an exception where they let sometimes people vo voice multiple roles in video games or in animation. So is there a Marvel character that you would want to voice in a, uh, in a cartoon or in a video game? Great question. Hmm. I immediately thought like Rocket, the raccoon, because he's always crazy and he's doing stuff. I'm going to shoot you. You know, I think that'd be fun. <laughs> but I love what DC, and not to bring up DC in the midst of Marvel, but I like how they're like now resetting the kind of stage and everything's kind of mm -hmm. fresh and new. Um, I love the What If Marvel series. Mm. Um, so maybe like, hmm. I don't know. Nothing kind of stands out in my mind, but I think I'd like to do like some of their kids stuff too. Like there's Spider-Man junior stuff. Like here comes, <laughs> Oh no, here comes, you know, the Spider-Man. I, I, I like stuff like that. I like the kid stuff. Well, then you could resonate with the youngest one now. 100%. Yeah. I definitely do a lot of voices for her to listen to me because she's, she's wild and crazy just like her daddy. So uh, she's like, I want another voice. <laughs> So bef before we leave the cruise behind, uh, what were there any other highlights uh, of the cruise other than uh, getting recognized and, and uh, being the star on stage? <laughs> well, it was so well done. It's Disney. And I've been a part of a lot of monster cruises, royal radio cruises, where mm. it was debauchery and wildness <laughs> and craziness. And this was like a beautiful, fun-filled family memorable cruise the islands were just my so you know my daughter gets off she's like wow so this is an island i'm like yeah she's never been an island and and then we had to go to cosmo and i was like it's gonna look a little different at cosmo it's not <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> you know <laughs> and because you know the island's basically one giant theme park ride and um and it's and and so they the, they their Marvel theme was so much. It was way more than I thought. And and it makes sense now that this was this new show because it was like She-Hulk. The it was they had fireworks. It was they had the Pirates Night, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, and and just overall, man, the, the food was great. We had a wonderful time. You, you have a bad time on some of these cruises. You need to you need to get <laughs> wreck yourself before you wreck yourself. Wise right. <laughs> and, but, but uh, the cruise line does ruin you from other cruises. I can yeah. share. It, it, you, you get and yeah. uh, and 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 you know your 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 fans can know that just because you are a big star on a Disney owned TV show does not mean they throw cruises at you for no. free. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no. Get a discount a, for being a, here. No discount though. <laughs> no, but they can. They should. Yeah, you know what? I'm if the if you Carly, if you have somebody at the cruise line that you want to pass on a ten percent discount, pass it on down the line. You're available. <laughs> um. Well, I have my last question for you was, uh, what else are you working on? Uh, what can we look forward to seeing you in? Uh, if, you can't break any non-disclosure agreements, but uh... definitely can't on the Marvel <laughs> side. But as you know, whenever they kind of introduce people into the stage show world of of that stuff, it's usually a good sign. Usually means like, hey, we're going to stick around with these people for a while. Right. Um, Kevin, I got to meet all the great people at Marvel and they couldn't be nicer. They couldn't be bigger fans of what they do. Mm -hmm. Um 
I have a lot of good uh, energy with them, and and I, I can't wait to be able to see them all again one day. Um, on another front, um, some great opportunities here that uh, some new shows that you'll be seeing here soon. And then on a different kind of similar world, um, I've really been uh, focused on on helping people, like uh, on a personal development, uh, coaching, motivational speaking uh, kind of approach. It's uh, something I've always done. I've uh, been through some different things in my life that uh, I've learned a lot from. And so it's been a big focus this year of, of getting out there, talking to people, helping people. And uh, you can actually check it out at to the top never stop.com for a little bit more of that. But other than that, family and softball and pizza and soda. <laughs> and getting up really early every Super day. early. Super <laughs> early. Yeah. Today was one of those days where it's like four, four o'clock in the morning, then do Ooh. a radio show, then go to your audition for a massive TV show, and then come back here and do a rocking podcast with the attractions aficionado carly and seth and then go be softball dad well i hope you get to squeeze in a nap in between uh, i think can, i may need one i don't know <laughs> either that or some coffee i don't know where you get the energy <laughs> i want to thank you so much for uh being with us here today uh before we go i want to thank once again our sponsor mei and mouse fan travel mind everyone to leave us a review on apple podcasts and a rating on spotify um, if folks want to follow you online, Carlos, where can they find you on the internet interwebs? On the interwebs, uh, in in your show and in, in your magazine, everything's so popular. The second I posted, everybody was all excited about being on. So everybody who joined, thank you. Um, real easy on all social media channels. It's at to the top Carlos. Uh, and then if you want to go to my website, it's I am carlosnavarro.com. Uh, for all of your Carlitos news. Excellent. And I know we have uh, a lot of fans have been watching. I'm going to throw up a couple really quick. Uh, we had uh, Blossom and Terry saying hello. We had hello. Buddy R. Uh, Ali Flores saying hey. And Weiser and Ford GQTV all chiming in to say hello to you. Love it. Um, Carly, where can folks find you? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana and Instagram at Adventures by Carly. Nice. And you can find me at the UG series on Twitter, at the unofficial guides on Instagram, and at theunofficialguides.com. And of course, you can always find the entire Attractions Magazine crew here for you 24-7 at attractionsmagazine.com, at attractions on Twitter, at attractions magazine on Instagram, youtube.com slash attractions magazine, and at attractions on TikTok. Carlos, thank you so much thank for you. being with us. This thank was you. a fantastic interview. Had a blast. Uh, let, uh, after you, uh, maybe, maybe after you finally get on Velocicoaster and uh, Ratatouille and Guardians, we can have you back on and uh, you can tell us what you think of them. Yeah. It's a date. It's a date. I promise. I can't wait to be able to come. And Tron. Let's throw Tron in there too. Our Once I Tron in there bingo, too. Right. then I'll be back right here All on right. Tractions. It's it's uh, it's a promise. Uh, until then, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun, and we will see you again next time. Bye.